At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It is hour number three of primetime action on this Thursday night from Las Vegas, the South Point Sportsbook Studio, as we welcome you back. And still a lot to get to in this final hour of the show with Adam Burke and our producer, Wyatt Tomchek, Sean McCollum in the house on audio, Jeremy Wengel downstairs, technical director with Isaiah Von Vrinkel. Um, we'll do some sack props. Those are fun. Sack props in the National Football League. Uh, before we wrap up here, preview some of the late Major League Baseball, of which Adam Burke does have a play on. Right now, though, Wyatt, we've got, what, six, uh, no, five games in progress, something like that. Right now, give or take, we've got the updates here from one Wyatt Tomchick. Yeah, a bit of a surprise here. Uh, Yankees and Royals, still no score in this ball game in the seventh mm. inning. Uh, Yankees, I think last time I saw, they were up to only... Well, yeah, still only one hit for the Yankees after trading for Andrew Benatendi. Uh Right now on the money line, Royals at plus 210 for the Yankees, minus 265. In the sixth inning, the Phillies have broken this one open against the Pirates. 7 to nothing is the score, minus 3,000 on the money line for the Phillies, plus 1,200 on the money line for the Pirates. Total is off the board. In the seventh inning, Blue Jays on top of the Tigers, 4-1, to one, minus 1,300 on the money line for the Blue Jays, plus 750 for the Tigers. Total is sitting at 7.5. In the seventh inning, right Red Sox have taken the lead over the Guardians. 3-1 to one is the score. Minus 790 on the money line for the Red Sox, plus 530 for the Guardians. Uh, five and a half is the total. In the third inning, the Mariners have been able to come back after Alex Bregman broke my heart in the first inning. 2-2 two to two is the score. Plus 140 on the money line for the Mariners. Minus 175 on the money line for the Astros. Total is sitting at 9.5. And, and the Dodgers out to a quick start uh, against the Rockies. They lead it 2 to nothing. Minus 345 on the money line for the Dodgers. Plus 265 for the Rockies. Total is sitting at 13.5. Kyle Schwarber, 32nd home run of the year, Adam. Three-run bomb. And as you talked about earlier, you felt like all the Phillies needed was that three-run first inning. They'd probably be good with Zach Wheeler. And that's been the case tonight. He's looked really, 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 really good. He has been very sharp. Only a couple of walks, six strikeouts, and 70 pitches in six mm. innings, which is definitely very efficient. And anytime you can do that and keep the Phillies' bullpen out of the equation, especially, you know, look, these are really important games where, you know, if you jump out to a really big early lead, as the Phillies did tonight, and you can keep adding on so you don't right. have to use the primary relievers, that's really significant. You've got too many games nowadays where – the manager leaves the starter out there too long in the fifth, sixth inning. Guy gives up three runs, something like that. Then all of a sudden you go from a comfortable lead to using your highest leverage guys. And 
that has ramifications throughout the course of the week. So this is really important for the Phillies to be able to add on here, get the big Schwarber three-run homer. Now it looks like they'll be able to give their key guys a blow, and maybe Zach Wheeler even finishes this thing. Maybe he does at the end of the day. Uh, in Toronto, Matt Chapman hits another homer, so two-homer game for Chapman to make it 4-1. Blue Jays there in the top of the seventh. The uh, the backbreaker for you, though, as a Guardians fan, Tristan McKenzie gives up a three-run bomb to Xander Bogarts, who has been – uh, around uh, many, many a discussion about what will they actually do with his contract there in Boston, hitting 317 this year, hits his eighth home run of the season, a majestic blast over the Green Monster and left. For, kind of a classic McKenzie start in a nutshell, right? Looked so good for bits and pieces of that start, showed the flashes like you talked about, and then when it really mattered most, of course, didn't get much run support either, gives up the bomb, and it now finds himself down 3-1 here in the top of the seventh. Well, it's a good thing they bunted in the second inning. Yeah, gave up seriously. An out. Just you know, gave up a free out. Because obviously they were going to win this game one nothing. <laughs> Adam Burke. So stoic mm. over there, but he's still uh, he's grumbling. Still, still seething. Still. Question like if that jacket is very close to being thrown off. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go all Hulkamaniac on the jacket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Question for you guys. Uh, right now, you're looking at the Yankees. You know, obviously, third game in a row, the offense has just really been quiet. Is there any concern right now with them? I, or are we just kind of, you know, hey, this is we're expecting them to go into kind of a – uh, an average spell there after how, how hot they were. You know, I, I was, if it, if it wasn't the Royals and the type of lineup that Kansas City was bringing there, this is one of those spots. It's to me, why this is more of a, a case of you have a Yankees team coming off a really emotionally charged series against the Mets where you, I mean, you know, you watch both of those games, Adam. I mean, it felt like an October series. And, and we were on pins and needles watching that game, even, you know, even not in a lot you were invested. You had the Yankees as a bet last night. But you, even without being invested in either team emotionally, what a fascinating series that was to watch. So much high-leverage baseball. Well, all of a sudden, you go for the Yankees. You, you come home. You're going to be an insanely priced favorite, at least 250, probably every single game of the series against Kansas City. To me, Adam, this was more of a pseudo letdown spot. I didn't really want to bet Kansas City because we saw them get shut out back-to-back -back nights by Ange by the worst pitchers the Angels could have possibly thrown, and they're getting shut out again tonight, so hence the, the lack of a bet there. But that, to me, is more the case with the Yankees right now. They just faced two pretty good pitchers back-to-back -back nights for the Mets and now in a pretty clear dead spot at home tonight. Well, and when you look at the Yankees, I mean, from a batting average standpoint, and I think great. I mean, Ben Attendee's an over 300 hitter, so that'll be something that'll help them out. But despite all the contact quality that they make, they're not a high batting average team. They wind up having a lot of deep counts. They lead the league in walk percentage. And tonight, Brady Singer, six innings, one walk, 88 pitches with nine strikeouts. So Brady Singer just attacked. He was very aggressive, which I think is the way that you have to go against the Yankees. One thing I do have a concern with is Giancarlo Stanton being out because Stanton is a guy that mm, yeah. has been such a key cog in this lineup this season. He's been a guy that's made a ton of high-velocity contact to really help out Aaron Judge. Rizzo hits for power, but, you know, he's not a guy that has a high average. He tends to walk a lot. You know, Aaron Hicks is generally hurt week after week. Josh Donaldson, low average guy, sub 700 OPS. Joey Gallo is a walking out. So it's one of those things for the Yankees where they're really missing Stanton. I think you kind of see the margin for error for this team is a little bit lower when either Judge or Stanton isn't in the lineup. And, Look, they got a good start from Jamison Tyone tonight. That's something that's really beneficial. Marinaccio with a good inning struck out a couple guys because that's very important now with some of their bullpen injuries. But I think it's just one of those situations where Brady Singer was aggressive mm -hmm. and attacked and didn't nibble, didn't give up the walks, and the Yankees haven't been able to do anything as a result. Uh, Jonathan Scope homer, by the way, in Toronto. Sure, Jonathan Scope a home run. 4-2 uh, now, Blue Jays. So that might be a little bit of a sweat if you had uh, had run line there for Toronto tonight as a pretty healthy favorite north of $2 up north of the border. I uh, was also just going to point out, we've, we were waiting for the regression to happen in uh, in Colorado for the, the starting pitcher uh, in that one, Jose Urania. Gives up two runs on a stolen base of third with a throwing error by the catcher, Elias Diaz, followed by a wild pitch. So that's one way of regression coming back to bite you, Adam. Yeah, definitely. But also at the same time, he gave up a couple of hard hit balls, including that Mookie Betts barrel that flew out on the warning track. So, you know, look, I mean, sometimes balls get hit at people and sometimes they don't. And, you know, for Urania, I think something that's going to be really important to follow again. He just faced this team 22 days ago. How does he do turning the lineup over? You know, is he able to do that? Is he able to be as effective the second and per maybe the third time through, depending on how long he lasts yeah. in this game? That's where you really start to see the fact that you just face this team. Maybe kind of become a bit of a problem. 
Uh, two games still to go as well on the card tonight, so let's get our, our brief thoughts on those ones. We'll start uh, in Anaheim. Angels and Shohei Otani hosting Spencer Howard and the Rangers. It, is it just me, or if, if you're pricing the Angels, it's essentially a bet on can Shohei Otani win this game by himself? Basically doing everything, pitching, hitting, whatever. Can you really price the Angels as a $2.30 favorite when the rest of that team is just god-awful in every single regard? Now, I get that Spencer Howard has a, what, a, over 70 RA this year in, in limited action, but it's not been pretty whenever he's taken the mound. I just can't get there with the Angels, and I don't know how you bet some of these alternate markets because we've seen now on the strikeout props, particularly for Otani, the juice you have to lay. We were talking about this off air. It is comical for some of these guys. Like you're laying, you're laying a dollar eighty on over seven and a half strikeouts. How can you? How can you really endorse a play like that when when it starts to get that out of hand? I just don't see how you can play the game tonight with where it is at. I don't know if you have another side angle you might be looking at in this one. Well, I don't know if I can trust Spencer Howard, but one thing I can tell you is that the Rangers have been a top five team on the run line throughout the course of this season. Yeah, they have. and it's due in large part to the fact that they've lost 23 times by one run. They're 5-23 and 23 in one-run games. Joe Posnanski oh. actually wrote about this. They're the worst team ever by one one-run record at this point in time. So, ever? Really? Ever? Ever. ever. Wow. At least, you know, kind of, I don't know. I don't know how far he went back with that, but I, I assume it was ever from what I saw. And so this is a team that doesn't get blown out. They just, they don't have a great offense. They're much better against lefties than they're against righties, which doesn't help today against Otani. But they play so many close games and just don't get those key hits. The bullpen's been pretty league average overall. You could make a case for taking them plus the one and a half at even money because mm -hmm. they've been so competitive in so many games. I mean, look, this is a team that's, what are they here, 43 and 54. They're 11 games under 500 with basically an even run differential because of that one-run record. So, you know, look, you, you talk about a guy in Howard who was an ERA over seven, you see a total here of seven and a half, and you start thinking to yourself, okay, well, maybe they lose this game 3-2, 4-3, something like that. Yeah, would make sense. Pretty much an Otani-based line when you think about Texas, a whole game and a half uh, ahead of, of the Angels right now. Uh, and then as for the nightcap, uh, you mentioned it earlier, you got you have a play on the Cubs. I'm seeing it. DraftKings, Alex Wood and the Giants. About a dollar forty favorite. Cubs coming back plus 120. Eight market-wide total there. So you are you are taking the stab there on the Steel and the Cubbies. Yeah, this Steel-Wood matchup, it sounds kind of like... Uh actor of a, of a different kind here but <laughs> yeah. look I think the Cubs at plus money is is probably worth taking a look at here in this game and I did take it earlier in the article it's plus 120 I got a couple cents better than that out here in the Vegas markets but look Justin Steele's pitched really really well and the thing for Justin Steele is the walk rate's a little bit high but the hard hit percentage is very strong the barrel rate is very very low so he's been able to pitch around the walks unlike a guy like Tristan McKenzie who has a hard time pitching around walks because he gives up the long ball Justin Steele doesn't. Alex Wood has pitched well, but he's not working deep into games. The Giants are terrible defensively, and their bullpen has had a lot of issues here in the second half of the season. I think they've already given up 22 runs in the seven games that they played since the All-Star break. So I just thought that you know Steele has the chance to be ahead or at the very least keep the Cubs in the game, and their bullpen at plus money against this Giants team. Yeah. It's really reeling. Not a bad look here. Wyatt, you're, uh, you're going Cubs as well tonight? Uh, you know, I was. Uh, this was this was a bet to to please Jeremy downstairs. You know, we. Oh, so now there's pr you feel yeah. like you need to please. Yeah, Jeremy. I mean, okay. you know, if you want to make the bet too, you make it a trifecta. You know, all three I'm of good, us I'm on the good. Cubs. I do, I don't want any part of the Chicago Cubs. I'm sorry. Away from I. Oh, there are 162 games of a season for every single MLB team. I'm probably not going to end up on the Cubs once this whole year. What does that say about me? I don't know. I just. I've been on him too much. You've been, unfortunately, for Adamer. He's taking one more shot, one more crack at the Cubs tonight. Update a couple of interesting scores that have developed here and then get into some more NFL props next on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on Primetime Action, final hour of the show for us on this Thursday night with Adam Burke. I'm Ben Wilson from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio. A couple quick updates here before we get back into some of our NFL preseason props here. We're going to talk some defensive props over the next half hour. D.D. Gregorius, RBI base hit in the top of the seventh, so it's 8 nothing Phillies. Adam, the Phil's trying to take care of that total all by themselves. That was lined at seven and a half for most at most shops. And so no matter where you shopped at, even if you laid a little juice on the over, you have gotten there in Pittsburgh, eight, nothing uh, Philadelphia. And then uh, in a night that has already been pretty frustrating for our resident Guardians fan here sitting to my right. Uh, Adam, you, uh, you, Terry Francona trotted out Tristan McKenzie for another inning, and that was probably the wrong decision. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, he's trying to protect the bullpen a little bit, and, and the offense isn't really doing anything tonight. So I guess I understand it, but not particularly surprised that he gave up another run, and uh, now Garrett Whitlock in, and uh, goes headhunting there. Bobby Dahlbeck. Uh, the the sicker uh, that got away. Bobby Dahlbeck, two homers last night. He hits the RBI base hit there, so 4-1 Red Sox uh, going to the top of the eighth. Shocker as well. Uh, Dodgers already now two on. Actually, well, we'll see. Is that oh, – oh, Wow. Oh, what, what what was that from Connor Joe on a pretty routine double play ball? Had runners on first and second, nobody out. And Joe with the classic throw the baseball to second base that hits right into the back of the runner. Come on, yeah, we, bases loaded, that, nobody out. Seen that happen a couple I mean, days he had a pretty clear here. path, and he just wings it right into the arm of Cody Bellinger. Bases loaded, nobody out, and I am really regretting I did not bet that first five uh, team total over. I'm surprised that the scoring has stopped here in this uh, Seattle-Houston game, too. 2-2, two, two, bottom four, yeah. I, I kind of expected that to keep going a little bit, especially with the command issues that both pitchers had early on. But, you know, and Gilbert's only got a couple of strikeouts here uh, through three innings. Not a ton of swing and miss. Looks like he's kind of fighting with it a little bit. And you know, I think it's really important to kind of think about that as well here, where, mm-hmm. you know, you've got these pitchers coming out of the All-Star break where they've maybe pitched twice in 12 or, you know, twice in 15 days. 16 days, something yeah. like that, where you know, it'd be tough to be sharp. Also, Mookie Betts just hit another ball about a kajillion miles an hour off the bat, right to the third baseman for a lineout. Bases loaded, nobody out. Mookie's probably thinking, what do I have to do to get a hit off this guy, Jose Urania? He just squares him up every single time uh, with literally nothing at all to show for it. Yeah, if I, I would love to jump in now, on a, on a, if you could, on a team total for the Dodgers at this very, very moment. Uh, bases loaded now, one out. 2-0 game there, Dodgers over the Rockies. Okay, let's get to some of these NFL season-long defensive props, Adam. We've got, uh, we'll talk about interceptions in a little bit. Right now, I want to get your take on the most sacks 
prop in the National Football League this year. T.J. Watt, he is your pretty significant favorite, 6-1. to one. He led the league a season ago. It was a historic year for Watt, 22.5 sacks. A season ago, Robert Quinn in Chicago had 18.5. Miles Garrett was third with 16. Then it was Nick Bosa, 15.5. Trey Hendrickson rounding out the top five with 14. So this year you have two guys sub 10-1. to one. That will be Watt and then Garrett at a plus 750. The Bosa's, Nick, 10 to 1. Joey, 11 to 1, along with the Chandler Jones at 11 to 1 as well. Anything that sticks out to you on this? Again, it was a four sack gap last year from TJ Watt. Uh, how, like, do you expect any, any drop of it all from, from Watt this year? I mean, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like the uh, opposing offenses were, uh, you know, they already were, they are, were already trying to change their blocking schemes against him last year, and that didn't really stop him much. So, what is there to suggest that things won't be the same this year in 22? It's a fair point. You know, just kind of wondering what's actually going to change for for the – look, I guess I'll say this. You know, again, game state really matters, right? So the Steelers are going to be a team that a lot of teams are just going to have to run the football against them because they're probably not going to be very good. You know, they're going to have a lead. They're just going to try and milk the clock, kind of get, you know, through the end of the game. So I'd be a little bit concerned about Watt where, yes, he's obviously a game-changing player, but will he have the opportunities? Will there be enough opposing quarterback dropbacks for him to rack up the numbers that are required? Miles Garrett at plus 750 I think is pretty interesting because, you know, the Browns do bring back Jadavian Clowney. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you can really focus too much on doubling Miles Garrett. I think they've made some quality acquisitions at the interior of the defensive line. I think Chase Vinovich, who comes in, is another guy that can kind of cycle in the rotation, keep Clowney fresh, which is something that probably ends up helping Garrett as well. It just sort of seems to me like this is not to say that Miles Garrett needs to have a breakout year, but this feels like the kind of year where the talent on defense is better. They know they have a better understanding of the scheme now. I think Garrett's probably a guy that has a really good chance at, at leading the league there. That would make a lot of sense. You know, the the, not, the name I'm interested in, uh, Robert Quinn at 17-1, to 1, it's more because he's been embroiled in all sorts of these trade rumors now. In preseason, we've seen Jerry Jones and the Cowboys come out and say, at least it, it, the reports have come out that they are interested in potentially acquiring him. Bears could be in a position to be moving Quinn. Really the one guy on that defense who was dyna- so dynamic last year, finished second. Uh, he was the guy four sacks behind T.J. Watt. Is that worth a speculative play if you are thinking, okay, he, we know he's got the talent. It's just a matter of, as you talk about, A, scheme, and B, situation of game state, depending on what situation he's in. Is, is there a scenario where you, you actually feel like, you know what, 17-1 to 1 worth a shot on a guy still well within his prime right now in the NFL? Yeah, I think that's an important way to look at it. Again, looking at guys that, that maybe moved for one reason or another. You know, if it's a team that's just not going anywhere, um, you know, he, maybe he's a guy that kind of moves around at the trade deadline, something like that, where – he probably ends up going to a better situation. And, you know, to, to be able to put up numbers when you're in a defense that, you know, and this Bears defense was fine. I mean, the offense was what was the, the really big problem for the Bears. But when you're able to put up numbers, you know, when you've got teams running the football a lot against you or when you don't have a lot of help on the defensive side, you know, those are things that I think you really have to look at carryover for the next season. And again, especially if it's a player that could end up being on the move. Yeah, it's just uh, it's the one name where you look at it and you say, well, look, we talk so much so much with different sports and markets of the prop variety where you say, well, what guy has the type of, you know, win equity to actually do this? Who can get sacks? You know, for an example like this, who's a guy who you know who can get sacks in bunches? It's just a matter of it coming together. Quinn is definitely a name. The other name I look at who definitely can get sacks in bunches because we saw him get, what, five sacks in week one last year is Chandler Jones, who was who is admitting he was in a very unhappy, uncomfortable situation in Arizona a season ago. Well, now he comes to Las Vegas where I don't know how much you would consider like these defensive coordinators who have very, very high uh, blitz rates where like if you're obviously handicapping this from you would want it to, I would think, presumably, right, be a scenario where it's just the three or four down linemen who are getting pressure on their own and maybe sacks are not being siphoned away by blitzing linebackers or safeties. Uh, we know with, with, uh, with Vegas, at least the presumptive thought, is they are not going to be a blitz-heavy team at all because they were a team who blitzed the least, of, least or second least of anybody last year, and that they still got one of the highest pressure rates because of the, the stout individual play of a guy like a Max Crosby on the, on the edge. Now you add in Chandler Jones, 11-1. to 1, That's another one where, again, just from raw talent and positional basis, had a five-sack game last year. I don't know how you can discount him. Uh, he was among the league leaders a season ago to start off and then tailed off, only finished with 10.5 last year. 
Well, and the thing about Crosby is he forced a lot of pressures but didn't finish off the sacks all that often. And if he's able to force pressure at a similar rate here this season, maybe Jones is the guy who winds mm-hmm. up being the one to, to pick up the sacks. Kind of like he started to draw a fantasy football analogy, the way that guys kind of hawk touchdowns at the goal line. That may be a scenario where Chandler Jones is also back there. Crosby forces the flush. Jones is the guy who cleans it up. So at 11-1, to 1, yeah, I don't think that's a bad bet at all. That's 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 the one I'm kind of eyeing on. Uh, and you mentioned too, like guys who either are schemed against so vociferously. Again, T.J. Watt, I, you know, it's not on the same level as Aaron Donald. I just bring up Donald because, like, he's the one guy who was warranted these schemes going to another level. The constant triple teaming. He's still going to disrupt plays, but people might look at this if you haven't bet into this market before and you say, Aaron Donald, uh, most maybe the most impactful pass rusher or any you know defensive lineman in general we have ever seen in the National Football League, and he's 17 to 1. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a reason why, isn't it? Isn't there? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also, it's just easier when you're an edge rusher to be able to get back there. Yeah. You know, you're, not, you're not pushing a couple of 300-pound guys off you like Aaron Donald is. 12 and a half. Even with all the, all the attention still managed, 12 and a half sacks. Not bad, given the types of things he has to fight through. Uh, tied for seventh last year in the league. Uh, we'll look at some of the interception props coming up next. Um, it is... It is six nothing Dodgers in the second inning, Adam. So still only one out too. What was I thinking? Couldn't didn't didn't pull the trigger. Trey Turner bases clearing double, and uh, second and third, yes, one out. Right, right. after that, uh, Will Smith doubled on the line. So look, one of those classic cases of you know you you feel good inside because you knew you made the right handicap. You just your wallet's like, hey man, what are we doing? Where's where's the, where's the money? You, you just laid out the case and then you didn't bet it. So. I mean, at this point, they're getting close to their full game team total, let alone the the first five yeah. one at three and a half. Yeah. And look, this this was it, it'd be great if we were all fortune tellers and you know locks existed in this business and all that. But I mean, it's we talked up and down about the expectation of this, but you know, having it actually play out is an altogether different animal. It is very much an altogether uh, different animal. I believe six and a half was the full game team total. You're probably going to have at the very least seven by the end of this half inning since it's second and third, only one out, uh, six-nothing game. Hey, Guardians at least got one back, but again, that, uh, that bunt still nestling in the craw of one, uh, of one Attenberg. They got one back. Stephen Kwan, but he doubled into a, grounded into a double play, though, in the process. So uh, that was one of those uh, situations. Boston definitely... They, they would take the two outs in exchange for the run. Still 4-2 lead, uh, bottom of the eighth there in Boston. And still nothing-nothing in New York, bottom eight. Right. It's going to be interesting. We'll see, what, uh, we'll see what happens down the stretch there. Yankees still a pretty, pretty uh, sizable favorite, though, even in uh, some of the live markets as you look at it right now. I'm seeing them still minus 230 live in the current market. We'll get into interception props up next. Then to wrap up the show, we'll talk golf. We'll update the leaderboard, look at how we have done so far in our bets. That is all still to come in our final half hour of primetime action. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including Team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up for VEASAN All-Access today and get everything we offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. Subscribe now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Speaking of uh, NFL, college football coming up, our friend uh, Ryan Hyatt asked the crew tonight, what percentage of your bankroll, Adam, do you allocate for season-long Futures bets, uh, if you're just for the average better. I mean, how are you valuing the money being tied up versus working each and every week? That's That seems like a question right up your alley there, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. I think for one thing, it's very important to kind of compartmentalize your bankroll and just, you know, sort of set aside different percentages of your total bankroll for certain sports, especially, you know, sports that you feel like you're better at. You know, if you're, for me, for example, I feel like I'm stronger at baseball. I'd probably have more of my bankroll allocated, allocated towards that. I think it is also important, too, to separate a percentage of your bankroll for futures, season-long stuff, all of that, because you want to be liquid you know, on a week-by-week basis to be able to you know, make the bets on the games that you want to bet because, again, you have to tie this stuff up for a long period of time. So for me, you know, typically in terms of the percentage of my bankroll, it's maybe 85-15-ish you know, because I don't really like to have it tied up. I sort of like to take some long-shot positions, hope to get them – to the playoffs or at least get them in contention because I'm not trying to pick the winner. 
So I know yeah. that I have to hedge later on in the season, and that kind of also dictates how much I want to dedicate towards it. Look, I'm I'm one of those guys too. If it is a, a sport like baseball where you're, I'm not betting as often night to night, and also a you know, future handicap on a team is not going to really you know, really improve, you know, change my position or have a necessary big impact on how I see a team night and night out because baseball is so unique. I'll, I'll, I'm fine with making more futures plays in baseball, which I usually do. NFL, and it's a weekly sport anyway. I mean, I'm. You find very quickly that when you have those futures positions, it naturally impacts your own mm-hmm. handicap every week because you already have that baked-in bias. Right. So I have really gotten away from betting. I don't. I will not bet many NFL futures. I mean, it's nice to have the discussion here. It's nice to have that the thought. It's kind of why, like, I stopped playing fantasy football because it's you know again you you start you start seeing that bias creep in when you're trying to hit on single every single week slates here. Now there's look, there's a method to the madness for everybody, but that's at least uh, you know, my my own breakdown. Well, and I think something else that's important to kind of address here is that if you are betting a season-long future, you treat it like an investment and you hope that it gains equity throughout the course of the season. There's very little equity typically in betting the favorites to win a championship, for example, Mm -hmm. because you may get that price three months into the season, say an NBA you know championship bet, something like that. You may get that same price three months into the season where you don't have to tie it up, or that team may start slow. They could have a star player get injured for – you know, a quarter of the season, something like that, all of a sudden you might get that team at double the price that it was at. Sure. So you want to try and treat these like investments, kind of build your portfolio of things that are going to increase in equity as the season goes along. It's why, for example, I mentioned, you know, the Brewers at 20 to one to win the world series. When Freddie Peralta comes back, whether he comes back as a multi-inning reliever or as a starter, when they continue to put a little bit more gap between themselves and the Cardinals, which I do think takes place, that 20 to 1 is going to gradually go down. It might go to 18, might go to 16, then down to 14. Then when they make the playoffs, you know, who knows? I mean, it, it might be higher, I guess, just because the Dodgers are present in the National League. But still, that's a that's a bet that I expect to get some equity as we get draw closer to the playoffs. So that's why I would be considered, you know, why I would consider taking it. But do, yeah, there's no equity be able to taking say, the Dodgers right now. Yeah, you'd at you least know? be able to see the path too for right. a team like Milwaukee. Like you'd get in, you'd be able to see pretty concretely. What, what is ahead of you uh, in that one right there. Uh, real quick, before we get to most interceptions thrown this year in our NFL props that we continue to go through, a little situation in Toronto. Yimmy Garcia loads the bases with nobody out, 4-2 lead for the Jays, and then falls behind 3-0 to Miggy Cabrera and gets really, really lucky. Miggy pops one up into shallow right, unable to even get one run there. So now it's Eric Haas uh, up right now. Bases loaded, one out. Sweat time, whether you took run line with the with the Jays, whether you played him full game here, if you took an under position uh, in this one, Adam, Yimmy Garcia works himself into uh, a bit of a bit of a pickle right now. And, and again, this is why you know I look at the Blue Jays at twelve to one, and I think that's a price that can gain some equity because they need bullpen help, and bullpen help is usually the most plentiful asset you can find at the trade deadline. So I would expect the Blue Jays to add maybe two or three relievers here. I'd like to see them add a starting pitcher as well. There's only so many you know, prospect and trade assets to go around. But I do think that they wind up getting a couple of guys that can pitch in higher leverage. So that's a team that you know they're 12-1 to 1 right now, but as they put distance between themselves and the Rays and the Red Sox and the Mariners – yeah, that price is likely going to go down. Yeah, total of either nine and a half or ten tonight. One, these are one of these. These are one of those games that uh, will will tell the front office too, as if you didn't already know you needed right. some bullpen help. Yeah, we could we could kind of use it. Uh, why no uh, no uh, no grand slam bet from Isaiah downstairs because this is a bases loaded situation. Uh, nothing that I heard. No, he had, didn't go back to the well tonight. So no. far, Isaiah Wrinkle, for what it's worth, Adam, uh, zero for two on his no grand slam props, which had both lost in hilarious fashion. Was the 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 one where? Uh, the guy uh, lost it in the uh, the lights. Was were you guys on air yeah. for that one? Yeah, yeah. Was his reaction as as good as the reaction? Remember when we were at Dave and Buster's and he thought he beat you at Papa Shot, and you just pointed to be like, "Hit!" Oh, that's that's a story for another time. But no, it was more it was more of a look at just I can't believe I. It was more. It wasn't. It was utter dismay when I beat him in Dave and Buster's Papa Shot because it was like he thought for sure he had won. This was more of like. Really? Like, I'm really going to lose a bet that way? Really? You're going to lose a ball in the lights inside the park grand slam? I'm going to lose that way? With mine, like, he, Isaiah had, what was like 50 some in Papa Shot, and he, like, literally turns to me, starts saying some expletives of the, you know, ah, ah, take it, take that, you lost. And then he looks over at my screen, sees I beat him by one, and he's like, just threw a complete fit. (laughs) 
total fit. The nope. anti-Adam Burke. One of the, one of the, who was always just so calm, cool, and collected, even when he's very, very mad. Oh, that was so hilarious. I, w- I wish I would have videotaped that for a loser video. It's easily top five life moment for me. Easily. Easily. Right easily. Beating, beating Von Vrinkel and Papa Shot by one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right up there. Dave and Buster's underrated, underrated place to have a little adult oh, fun I, while, while still pretending you're a kid. I, it's great I got a PS4 with my tickets at Dave and Buster's. When I started, it was a PS3 that was in the prize area. Wow. So that was, that was commitment. Commitment. That's probably over five or six years. <laughs> commitment from Adam Burke. Working his way from PS3 to PS4. Uh, that, that, oh. is, that is fantastic. Got to so, grind every now and then. Got to grind. Uh, exactly. We don't, don't we all? Um, how about another prop market? Let's look at most interceptions thrown this year. Uh, I don't know if you already had looked this up, but off the top of your head, can you remember who actually led the league in interceptions a season ago? There were two guys. Trevor Lawrence is one. He was. And... Apparently, Wyatt Tomchak. Yeah, Wyatt Tomchak pointing at himself. Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Oh, you you knew that off the top of your head, or you looked it up? I may have looked it up a while back, but I remembered it. So. Oh, okay. So that sort. I don't know how that really. I guess happened. his Jeopardy buzzer didn't work. Yeah, over I guess there. it did. I guess he just kind of. Uh, yes, yeah, Stafford and Lawrence each seventeen a season ago. Zach Wilson is your favorite eight to one. Lawrence, along with Davis Mills and Justin Fields, all at ten to one. And what's tough about handicapping this is it's unlike the passing yards where you can pretty easily whittle down guys who didn't play a full 17-game season into their yards per game, extrapolate that out. It's, it's not exactly uh, a, a complete total science when you're doing that with interceptions since there's a lot of variance there, and you're trying to figure out overall health and how many games these guys will play anyway. I'd imagine Wilson doesn't really interest you uh, at, at much of it all, Adam, considering it's, again, it's hard to know the health for Wilson, given how bad the offensive line was last year. It's hard just to compare all these guys when you think about, uh, again, the variance in interceptions and considering all the guys at the top of the list are going to be in situations where their teams are going to be trailing and they will be throwing a lot of passes. It just comes down to, at the end of the day, who do you feel like is more likely to lead all of them? So for me, there's not really a bet at the top. It would just be you know, taking a stab on somebody maybe further down who could be in a position to wing it out more than we think and could, again, find themselves on the wrong side of variance. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with everything you said there. And, you know, I mean, I talked about it already. I think two was a guy at 18 to one that, you know, has a chance to put a pretty good dent into that interception total just because, you know, he's probably going to force some throws and he will have guys that should get open. You know, he's got some speedsters. Maybe, maybe he throws a few too many deep balls to Tyreek Hill to get a little bit underthrown. Maybe this is the stupidest thing ever said on the air on VSIN. I don't know. Come on. This, we've said a lot of dumb things so, over the years. He's never thrown more than 14 interceptions in a season. And the last time was back in 2005. But in light of what we saw today, Tom Brady at 30 to 1, is that that absurd? I mean, look, we Ryan know Tampa Jensen, doesn't run the ball. <laughs> Ryan Jensen goes down. Tampa doesn't really run the football. You know, they have some big questions at, at the skill positions now. You know, he lost Gronkowski at least probably until the middle of the season when Gronk gets bored of partying and comes back to play football again. You know, Godwin is, is going to miss some time early on in the year. So he's going to have pressure up the middle, at least unless they make some sort of adjustment. And at some point, I mean, I get that the guy's the greatest quarterback of all time, but at some point, I mean, he is – Going to be 45 years it's, old next week. It's so funny because I asked Jeff last night talking about Brady. We did the NFC South passing props. I was like, okay, is this the year? Is 45 where you start to say, okay, maybe the age becomes a factor? And Jeff was like, no, 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 guy's a cyborg. But it's 45. He was, I mean, he threw 12 last year, which was five off the league lead. I've made worse pretty bets good at 30 to 1. I don't hate that, actually. I think it's a bit of a reach, but I don't. It I makes don't. for good radio and TV. That's what we're on TV. Yeah, great. Put it on social media so I yes. can get hate Please mail. do that. Please all right, we'll, that. we'll update all the golf odds to talk about next as we wrap up the show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. It is over at Fenway Park despite a downpour starting in the ninth inning. Boston gets the job done 4-2 over Cleveland. Uh, So a a very big win for the Red Sox who are just kind of hanging on for dear life, it seems like, Adam. At this point, for, and for these big market teams too, who are who are right at the very edge of playoff consideration, I mean these are these are the worst possible times to go through really bad bad streaks, and that's exactly what's happened to the Red Sox. So they overcome again another rough defensive night, but uh, get the job done in another one of those games with the Guardians of a what uh, what maybe could have been because they had a lot of chances early in that game, and it ends up being really just the one hit here, three run homer for Xander Bogarts as your difference tonight. Yeah, and again, you know, those are those are things that are going to happen, and I think they're just happy that they got this one finished before the rain because, uh, you know, Guardians now heading out of town. Now they are heading out of town. Uh, in the meantime, still 2-2 in Houston, Seattle, and uh, the Astros, there was a ball that – I don't know how that didn't go out of the park at the very top of the wall by the Crawford boxes as uh, – actually, let me get back to that in a second. Aaron Judge. Jeez. Walk-off homer. Solo shot off Scott Barlow. one nothing Yankees. 39th right. of the year. No, 40th of the year, actually. I think. No, 39th of the year. Wow. Are you kidding me? Well, you know, I mean, they, they did that a lot early in the year. The one-run win coming off the bullpen. You know, that's something that they can do. Two but, hits uh, for the Yankees two today. Hits. Two hits. Two hits. To win. And they also, the, is that a 39th home run for Judge? Is that three straight shutouts for the Royals? They were shut out Tuesday. They were shut out yesterday. By two really, really bad pitchers for the Angels. And I believe that, yeah, it's 27 yeah. straight innings. <laughs> yeah, actually, all three games in that Angels Royals series were shutouts. Yeah, just the Royals shut the Angels out in the first game. game. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah, too dead center for, for yeah, Aaron Judge. Yeah, that ball was nuked. I mean, that thing was off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, yeah you, Ben, you I just, it. I wish he could have done that last night. Would have been great. A little day late. And a dollar short. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry wide. Well, I was now $20 short. Ah, well. It's all, it's all, it's all relative. Uh, so the two-two game in Houston, top of the sixth inning right now. But you were looking up some of the hard hit numbers and the contact against Logan Gilbert, and uh, 
<laughs> Apparently, he's been very, very lucky once again. Is that is that the takeaway here? Yeah, Logan Gilbert, 16 balls in play, average exit velocity, 94.4 miles per hour. He took one off the kneecap uh, last inning, too. So, uh, you know, that hard contact number, he's certainly living up to that. But, again, here we are. He's only given up two runs through five and given his team a chance to win. So, it's really all you can ask for when you take on the Astros. Two, two, yeah, 2-2 two, two game and, yeah, pacing well, well under at the moment, seeing that now. Uh, look, it's still eight and a half in some shops, but the juice has now moved significantly to minus 150. In the meantime, the Tigers ended up getting one run out of that, so they had bases loaded down 4-2 with nobody out. They get one run, now down 4-3 in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, Matt Chapman, who's already hit two homers, he is up trying to give t- uh, Toronto uh, a little bit of insurance, and it looks like uh, Pirates have at least made sure this game has gone well over the total. It's now 8-2 there, bottom of the eighth, but Philly's still in a very uh, very comfortable position trying to get it's interesting. You're trying to get Corey Knable some work here, get him back into form. Guy who has been injured and is, has struggled with commands. So they bring him in in a six-run game, bottom of the eighth. And at least right now, it's the classic case of that. The closer coming in in a non-competitive situation, struggling, immediately gives up first and second. Nobody out for O'Neill Cruz. So you talked about it earlier, the importance of tacking on runs when you have the chance, making these games blowouts. And you're one swing away here from O'Neill Cruz making this interesting. And Knable's barking at the home plate umpire right now. So kind of a a weird spot to be in in an 8-2 game that you should think the game's over, but it's really not. Especially because that pitch wasn't actually a strike. It was definitely below the zone. So some frustration being let out there by Knable. Something I wanted to mention about this Dodgers-Rockies game where it is 6-0, but Jose Urania throws a scoreless third. And that's really important because this Rockies bullpen has two guys, Alex Colomay and Lucas Gilbreth, that have thrown three of the last four days. Carlos Estevez has pitched back-to-back days. Robert Stevenson pitched yesterday. Uh, but you know it's really important when you're a starter and you're getting knocked around early in the game to find a way to get through the third, get through the fourth, possibly get through the fifth. Give that bullpen a chance because I mentioned it to you during one of the breaks. How many position players are going to pitch for the Rockies tonight? Well, now <laughs> yeah. it looks like maybe Urania has kind of slowed this thing down a little bit. Maybe the Dodgers have gotten a little bit complacent. But those are always things that you want to look for, especially going into a series against a really good offensive team. You know, if the bullpen has to throw seven innings in game one of the series, that's going to have ramifications for each of the next few games, not even just against that team, but against whoever yeah. they play next. Especially when we're talking four game sets like this at Coors with two pretty explosive offenses. Uh, it remains to be seen how that'll impact the rest of the series, but 6 nothing Dodgers in the bottom of the third. Uh, let's wrap up, Adam. We'll talk some golf here as we update the odds. Look at the leaderboard for where we're at. Round number one of the Rocket Mortgage Classic in the books. And how about Tony Finau? Guy becomes just the third favorites pre-tournament to win last week at the 3M Open. Comes out with a scorching 8-under 64 today. He and Taylor Pendrith, the Canadian tied atop the leaderboard at 8-under par. Two shots clear of a quartet, actually a group of five. Michael Thompson, Webb Simpson, Cameron Champ, Lee Hodges, Matt Wallace, all at 6-under par. And as you can see, Tony Fina now from about that 12-14-1 range. He was the third or fourth tournament favorite behind just only Will Zalatoris and the tournament favorite, Patrick Cantley. He's now plus 330 on the odds board. Pendrith, who was in that 60 to 1 range, now moves up to plus 750. Uh, Patrick Cantley was 200 today. He was your pre tournament favorite there at the 8 uh, 10 to 1 range. Will Zalatoris, not his best stuff today, especially on the, on the putting greens. Just wasn't able to put together a ton of birdies, but does also get to 200 as well. So certainly not out of it by any means. He is at 35 to 1. Uh, why? How was how was Team Tomchek there on your first ever golf draft? How are your guys today there, Wyatt? Well, the uh, top Americans not looking good with Tony Finau shooting a minus eight today, but Adam Scott had a good uh, good go of it. Uh, Cam Davis as well. Uh, the nice. Ricky Fowler bet. Uh, that, that well, Isaiah one. is screwing you right now. Is what you're yeah, saying. it's not. Uh, he, I think he's like tied for 111th or something like that. But uh, Siwoo Kim, top South Korean, you know, he's so uh, tied I was, for eighth. Yeah, I was looking at Siwoo, and if you you know looking at him at some of these first round uh, data golf, you can see the strokes gained in real time. Siwoo Kim is a guy, and we had talked about him yesterday. Um, that's a guy who does profile pretty well, just from his raw baseline. And it wasn't like he was amazing on the greens today. He was a little better than than uh, than field average, about .78 strokes gained for him on the putting surface today. But really good ball striking today. He was great around the greens. He was he gained about a stroke and a half on approach today. So that's at least a guy. If you're looking at some of these in tournament top 20 or top 10 bets, that's a guy I'd maybe look at. Uh, Tony Fino, over four strokes gained on approach, nearly six strokes gained tee to green. 
It's wild. A guy like that, uh, Adam, is just now in scintillating form after really never being uh, – he's never been a guy who's been able to put together a lot of these tournaments together from um, start to finish, and here he is now playing great. I think it's a really good thing that you talked about in terms of in-tournament wagering and some of the things that you look for because, you know, as you said, it's not like Steve Kim had a phenomenal day on the greens. You know, he yeah. just struck the ball well. And that's something I think that you look at the difference between Finau and Pendrith here where Pendrith was over three strokes gained putting in today's round. That's probably not sustainable. Finau was a little bit below one stroke gained, but as you said, ball striking really good. He was top five in strokes gained off the tee, so he drove it really well. That's probably a little bit more sustainable than what we saw from Pendrith. So I, that's the same thing that I kind of look for. You know, I look for strokes gained in the ball striking, not in the putting, because the putting can just be a very fluky thing over the course of 18 holes. Yeah, and for what it's worth, at DraftKings, I'm seeing Siwoo Kim about minus 110 to finish top 20. I like that play with where that is at. The other one I'm looking at, so one of my guys, Russell Henley, um, it was he three under today. And yet Henley lost, was one of the worst putters of the day, lost over two strokes gained on the greens. Uh, but he has been a guy who, as we profiled, a really, really elite wedge player who, uh, should be, who should be giving himself some very good looks. And he gained over two and a half strokes on approach today. So a guy I'm still really high on, he gained over four strokes tee to green. Henley was still three under. And he's in, you can bet these three balls at DraftKings. I'm seeing him plus 105 in the group that features Stefan Jaeger. And uh, Taylor Moore, Jaeger, I believe, led the field. Uh, he was top four, gained nearly three and a half strokes on the greens today en route to shooting five under. But he was, uh, he was a negative around the greens and off the tee. He barely gained anything, was .22 gained uh, tee to green. Uh, so I, I certainly like the matchup there for maybe a little bit of a regression from Jaeger in round number two. And then as for, uh, for Taylor Moore, he was another guy who was about a stroke and a half gained uh, putting today at five under. Uh, was was pretty negligible elsewhere. A little better numbers. He was over two strokes gained in approach, but that's maybe a round two play I'd be looking at. If you could find some other matchups there, Henley's a guy I would be targeting there, uh, Adam, in round number two. Yeah, absolutely. Again, you know, the fact that that stuff is available and it's available for free, showing you kind of that updated thing over nice. at Data Golf, that's a really, really good feature to have and something where, you know, as you said, you're, you're looking for indicators of some positive aggression going into round yeah. two. And you're going to be back tomorrow night. We have a full Friday night baseball slate. That's going to be a lot of fun. You and you're and you're you're all over the place. You've got your daily uh, daily column usually posted what late uh, late morning Pacific time. Late morning, Easter, yeah, early afternoon or so early, Eastern okay. time. But I, I want to talk Sun Belt football tomorrow. All right, let's Sun Belt. Wyatt, football. you heard that Sun Belt football or Conference USA or Conference USA? Maybe why it can't, uh, doesn't have to I'm be either or. Adam, we can do both. Doesn't have to be. We can do both. Uh, the nightcap is coming up next. We say so long for the entire crew. Thanks to Wyatt Tomchik, our producer, and for Adam Burke, I'm Ben Wilson saying so long here from Prime Time Action on VSIM, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.